What's up, everybody? My name is Josh Biddick, and I am a Kind of Funny best friend. And right now, Kind of Funny is doing their up-and-comer program once again. I noticed there are a lot of people who are campaigning to be Kind of Funny up-and-comers, and I wanted to create a program that allowed them to reach you, the people, a little bit easier. I know everyone's doing their campaign videos, which is fantastic, but this way, we can sit down, have a casual conversation, and you get to know those people better. If you don't know, the up-and-comer program is a situation which Kind of Funny has you best friends vote on someone in the community you think deserves a shot to go work with Kind of Funny for a week. All expense paid, get to learn a little bit behind the curtains, how the meat is made, and hopefully get some experience that'll benefit their career in the future. Right now, I am sitting down with one such best friend, Jordan Deeb. Jordan, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, man? I am doing wonderful. I'm so excited we finally got to do this. I know we've been talking for a week, and having yeah. it in the books, it's going to feel good. No, it is. I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to it all day. So, Jordan, I know um, some of the stuff we've talked about you've actually covered in a video over on your YouTube channel, right? YouTube.com slash Jordan Deeb, right? Yeah, that's just my personal YouTube channel. I don't really use it that much, but mm -hmm. if anybody wants to check out my up-and-comers video, uh, it would be there. I have also put it on the Facebook page twice and uh, the Reddit twice, once as its own post and once in the sub-sunday. Awesome. Nice, nice. Yeah, sub-sunday is definitely really helpful to kind of get content out there. I like that a lot. Definitely, yeah. So like I said, some of this stuff might be covered there. So if you've seen the video already, maybe this is a recap, maybe this is a refresher or some just new insights in it. Uh, but Jordan, so if someone hasn't seen the bid video, uh, what, what's a quick pitch on yourself? Who are you? So I'm just, I'm Jordan. I'm 24 years old. I'm a nerd, gamer, dork, whatever word you want to use. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm a little bit of a foodie. If I, that's just a nice way to nice. say badass. I think. Um, and overall, <laughs> socially acceptable term. Yeah, it's the socially acceptable way to say it. And overall, I'm just like a cool, chill guy. I like to think, at least. Yeah. There you go. Right. Cool and chill. Just is uh, it's a universal Zen thought yeah. that I think everyone strives to be. Exactly. I think uh, people. Some people would disagree and say I'm maybe not chill and I'm just too much to handle, but like in a fun way. So there's always that. <laughs> There you go, right? So it keeps everyone on their toes. Exactly, yeah. So, Jordan, what is your history with Kind of Funny? So, um, with Kind of Funny specifically, it's actually been less than a year since I joined the community and okay. to them regularly. Um, the story, actually, is how I found it. Is, is, it's very personal without getting into too much detail. I was just having a mm -hmm. really bad day uh, about May uh, last year, so May 2019. And I just wanted mm -hmm. to go on a drive and... Whatever was bothering me, I didn't want to think about it. Didn't want anyone to call me. I just wanted to drive and get my thoughts off. Mm. And I, I didn't want to listen to music. I was just not in that mood. So I was just, I just want to listen to people talk. And I went, this yeah. coming up. I'm sure I'll find a video game podcast. And I had actually um, went to look for a video game podcast that I had heard about previously that I found out was um, no longer running. So I went, okay. I wonder what Greg Miller's up to because I haven't heard from him in a few years, because I used to follow Greg uh, extensively back in like 2012-ish, give or take those years. Mm -hmm. And then I found KFGD and Gamescast, and since that day, I haven't missed an episode of either of those shows since. And in the past few That's months, awesome. I've gotten more into KFAF. I've gotten um, Screencast I watch sporadically, just because I don't always have the time to listen to a whole like DCEU. I don't have time for a four-hour podcast on one movie. You know, not many people do. Yeah, but um, so now that I've moved to a bigger city as well, I moved to Boston uh, back in August, I've been needing more podcasts for my commute and my mornings getting mm. ready. So I've gotten more into them as uh, times went on. Yeah, of course. And I was going to say, 
not missing an episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily or Gamescast, I think is a feat in of itself. Like, I'm a very big fan. I try to kind of consume it all best I can, but like, there'll be like a week where I get caught up or busy. So like, I've got a huge backlog of games daily and sometimes it just keeps growing and keeps growing. I'm like, all right, I have to take this month off. I'm going to start it back uh, next month and hit every single day. Yeah, the hardest part for me was probably uh, over the summer. I was on vacation mm -hmm. with some family of mine in New Mexico. And basically, I was just taking forever to get ready in the morning. So, yeah. And I was listening to the previous day's game daily. Okay, like, well, right, right. So long? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to get through my show. That's already yeah. late. <laughs> That's yeah. really funny. It's you got you got to get your fix. You got to get your you know fix. Right it it's it's become almost therapeutic to me. Um, oh, of course, my between my walk to the train station, waiting for my train to get there, and then my train getting me to my house, that takes about give or take the length of an entire KFGD episode, and then mm -hmm. the remainder of the episode is just me walking to the house, getting ready to go to bed at night because I am in night school. Yeah. Um, so it's become almost therapeutic to me. It's like a like a ritual at this point so it's helping totally understand yeah i mean i feel thanks to kind of funny producing so much content i feel like there's always something to listen to and i know there's in those brief moments where i am caught up on everything which i don't think could happen now because i'm so far behind with all of their podcasts but there, if there becomes that awkward moment it's like oh well there's no more like it's a weekend there's no games daily there's no games cast i don't yeah, know no. what to do with myself i've gotten that way on the weekends as well it's just like damn like, what do i have um so I started yep. also listening to just the kind of funny podcast. They're more generic mm -hmm. one. Um, and then I don't know what this podcast is to be rated, but I'll just say this. I listen or I watch KFAF where I'm under the influence of certain things. You are uh, fine. Go for it. People got to yeah. know you, right? That's part of you. Go for it. Yeah. No, I'm living in a legal state right now. So there you go. Uh, you know, I'll just light up a bowl and then. KFAF is fantastic. I think they intend it to be for that type of audience. Yeah, I, I, it definitely has the vibe where like, it's trippy. I, yeah. I, I totally I, get what you're saying. I've described it to a few uh, friends of mine as it's cool mythical morning, but like with a Wayne's World twist. That is an excellent descriptor. That is really, yeah. really cool. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. They, they should use that. When you get there, tell when them, I get hey. There, that's what I'll tell them. Be like, oh, you can have this slogan for free. I'll give one podcast a free slogan each, but if you want a second, then I'll start charging. I would say you're going to have to bring me back as a permanent edition or part-time or something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So if slash when you were selected to be the kind of funny up and comer, I know they have the positions where you could be on games daily or you could do things like with KFAF, like how Chloe did. Uh, and it sounds kind of like you're leaning more towards doing some of the games coverage. Is that correct? Yeah, definitely. I would be more, um, into the games coverage not to you know compare me to last year's up-and-comers but i definitely feel like i would be a little bit more like blessing where i would fit into to a games cast or a kfgd mm -hmm. more than just their generic stuff i know chloe kind of just did um it was party mode and kfaf and stuff like that which is obviously wonderful those were fantastic episodes but Great i episodes. am like i really am into gaming journalism and news and stuff like that. I think that's another one of the reasons why I really love listening to Gamescast and KFGD every day or every week. Yeah, of course. So that is a perfect transition into my next question, or Gregway, as they say. Uh, yeah. What's your history with games? So I've been gaming since I was five years old. Um, nice. And I'm a little bit younger. I'm 24, so roughly 
you know, bear it blessing aid for using kind of funny as a standard. <laughs> right. But um, so a lot of the games I started with were like licensed slash kids games because mm-hmm. um, so my parents and my whole family are not from this country. So they're not okay. very in tuned into pop culture and stuff. I don't have that experience of like my father showed me Star Wars. It's like, no, gotcha. The first Star Wars movie was Revenge of the Sith. You know, stuff like that. Not a, not a bad one to start not with. Not a bad one at say. all. I had to drag my mom to it because I was like, hey, she's like, what are we watching? And even I didn't really get it. <laughs> but I was like, it's cool. It's got sh- shiny lights, so I'm in. Um, God, very much so. So like I said in my vid video, I've missed out on a lot of like classics. Like I've never played mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII. Believe it or not, never even played Mario 64 because just as a kid, I would just catch – I don't even remember – like the first time that I remember buying games was like PS2. So for PS1 and N64, like games just stumbled upon me. Um, mm-hmm. So on the N64, it's like the big thing was Pokemon Puzzle, which my cousin was always better at me then. He's okay. a little bit younger than me, but he's got like, he's an engineer. So he's got that mind where like he sees things. So he was always. He sees the big picture. He sees the matrix. Yeah. But we played Pokemon Stadium and my game was always the Sandshrew minigame to this day, undefeated. Nice. Nice. Um, Pokemon Snap, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Power Rangers Time Force PS1 game, the Spider-Man PS1 game, which Come I on. beat so many times because I loved getting the new costume and then going and playing through it again. Oh, of course. Yeah, and um, the game that definitely deserves a remaster, Donkey Kong 64, played that so much. Yeah, and then I, the one classic I did play was GoldenEye. I somehow okay. stumbled upon that game. Someone gave it to me, and was really fun um multiplayer i just did the basics like i just clicked mm-hmm. yeah sure this 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 basic rules so no one was ever smart enough i guess when we were kids to realize oh if i play as odd job i'm gonna be a little little dick right but happy i didn't get, get away with anything that away yeah there you go there you go awesome so it seems like you have a pretty well-versed history in games uh what are you doing like right now gaming are you you keep up with gaming or is it just kind of the podcast so right now because uh I'm in school and away from my hometown. I mm-hmm. am not playing as much as I used to. I also don't have all my systems. Currently, I okay. have a 3DS, a Switch, a PS4, and I actually built my first PC last April-ish. Nice. Um, last semester, I had none of that here with me in my uh, in Boston where I moved. Uh, for the second semester, I did bring just my Switch with me. I'm currently mm-hmm. playing through Pokemon Shield. Nice. I should be beating the champion pretty soon and then from there i'm going to put a squad up and start doing raids awesome they need a few dynamax pokemon i do also have um you know i have a mac so i can't fully game on that but i actually have a decent amount of things in my steam library okay uh, as well as um i have open emu which is the emulators built for mac okay i'm not here to promote doing things like that but these are all very vintage games I think everyone's used an emulator once in a while. I remember it was the first I was in like middle school and I didn't understand the concept of an emulator, but my buddy he's like, Hey, let me see your thumb drive. And he gave it to me and he put it back and there were all these GBA games. Yeah. And I, he put Pokemon Emerald on there and it blew my mind. Cause I never, I didn't have Ruby or Sapphire. And I was like, I can play Pokemon Emerald during class on the computer. This is the greatest thing in the world. That's the thing for me is I'm always using it to play kind of, older games that if these companies were to be like here's a subscription service of streaming mm-hmm. games but for our legacy 
kind of like yeah. PlayStation Now, but if they did PS2, PS1 titles, or how Switch Online does it for NES and SNES, if mm-hmm. they did that with the DS and 64 GPA, I would definitely pay for it until that day. I also do like ROM hacks, which are me supporting other people in a way. That's, you know? that's, fair. that's fair. I'm playing, you know, I know they're using Pokemon as a base, but they've made their own game, their own story, and those are always fun. I've never fully played through them. It's just kind of me being like, oh, this is for when I'm bored. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. Mix it up a little bit. Games I've always wanted to play, I dabble in. And of course, mm-hmm. randomizers, if you're a Pokemon fan. As much as I love Pokemon, I find it so uh, hard to go back and start a new game because, like, mm-hmm. the beginning parts of Pokemon games are always boring, except when it's a new game because you get to experience the story of the new Pokemon. Right. So throwing a randomizer in there is always fun because I get to force myself to play with Pokemon I would have never considered. And that's really cool. I do like that aspect of it. Yeah. Now, I did notice in your list of consoles, I didn't hear the Vita. Is there no Vita love in your house? No. Uh, when I actually introduced myself on the Kind of Funny subreddit a few months ago, just through text, mm-hmm. I said, I have owned every single PlayStation except for the Vita, and then in parentheses I wrote, sorry, Greg. Oh, it's sad. Because I had the PSP for years, and what mm-hmm. the thing that finally got me to go, no more PSP, was I really just, it, you know, as time went on, I touched it less and less. Pokemon mm-hmm. X and Y got announced, and I was like, I need to get on that now. Yeah, so I traded in the PSP and the games, and then paid the difference to get a 3DS. Okay, and I get that. And the 3DS is a solid console, I will say that. It is. I have the original model, original size. I do want to trade it in and get a uh, the Pokeball 2DS XL just because I need the bigger screen. I don't care for, mm. much for the 3D feature itself and use that as a way to play uh, Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time, which I've never played. Okay. I just play Pokemon on something that's not draining my eyes. Right, understandable. And I was actually... I would always look at the Vita prices. I was so ready to buy one, but then I'd be like, well, what games does it have? Mm. And I found nothing that interested me. I get you. I'm not a JRPG guy. Um, That's where I'll get you. Yep. No, I feel you. And um, this is something I actually didn't mention in my video. I worked at GameStop for, I mean, I would take parts off for school, and then I worked at one location versus another. But in total, I probably worked there for close to three years. Okay, solid. And I would always joke that the Vita was just a JRPG system. Not that a is joke, not a joke. That, that is an accurate it. statement. <laughs> and um, But it is an impressive console uh, in terms of tech, so I really just wish that Sony would put more into it or make a Vita 2. I was actually really disappointed when I heard the news that they're not looking for um, right. handhelds because I loved the PSP. The Vita had mm. a lot of potential, and I also believe that I don't want Nintendo, as much as I love my Nintendo product, I don't want Nintendo to have the the hold on handheld gaming. I want to see these I get you for sure. and see what comes out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely one of those things. I, I have a Vita. I love my Vita. I play the hell out of it. But you're right. It is... Is it a JRPG sim? Like, that's what it is for. And that's kind of what I bought it. Like, when I went to school, I didn't bring my PlayStation. I didn't... Well, I don't think I had the PlayStation at the time. But I didn't bring my Xbox, all that jazz. And it was like, man, I really want to play something. And then I hadn't touched a Persona game. So I got uh, I got the Vita, got Persona 4 Golden, got a plethora of other JRPGs, Freedom Wars. And I just... I fell in love. But I totally understand. I mean, like, being in college especially, like... I find handheld gaming to be essential because you don't have a lot of space and it's something where I felt like I limit myself with the Vita a little bit more than I could if I sat down in front of a screen because if I'm going to college, I probably don't want to lose myself in the games. Yeah. 
Um, I dormed for only my last two years of college because my first two years I was uh, in community college. But my last, mm-hmm. and when my junior and senior year, when I went to a real school and dormed, I actually brought my systems there and I brought like a little table from home that was never used for Pong. It was used to hold my TV and my PS4. Okay. And then my roommate also brought his PS4. So he had them next to each other. And the R8 nice. came in and he goes, what's that, the PS8? Oh, there you yeah, go. Oh, so clever it. RA. <laughs> it's one of those RA dad jokes. And it was fun. It was also like in college, like I definitely didn't get a chance to play as much as I'd like. But having mm-hmm. a PS4 was really useful because me and my friends could watch a movie on it. Um, oh, yeah. Or during parties, PS4's got Spotify. The TV became the speaker. That's a good so point. I, I was, you know, I was literally using it for the media aspects more so than the gaming. Which I think is funny because obviously Xbox One, when it originally announced, it was so media focused. Everything can be done, blah, blah, blah. But I think you're right. I use so many of the media features of my PS4 that weren't even really advertised because it was so much games, games, games. Because all those features are going to be used whether you advertise them or not. Oh, I want, I definitely want my gaming systems to have media features. I just, from a marketing perspective, and listen, I don't have a degree in this, I could be completely wrong. I wouldn't push that to be the the main thing the main focus mm-hmm. of your of your um console my sister through one event at her school or another she actually won a ps4 i was like no hey. kidding but she was like so should i use this and i was like i don't think you should i think you should sell it on like craigslist or facebook marketplace and just buy mm-hmm. yourself a roku tv or a fire stick because i know right. you, you're never going to play the games you're going to be calling me asking what does each button do to control the thing <laughs> just and it but because it has all the media, it was like when I went into Best Buy, where I currently work, actually, but this is before I worked there, and I was like, I need mm-hmm. to buy a TV. I was like, and listen, no offense, don't try to upsell me on a smart TV. This is connected to a PS4. It's going to make it into a smart TV. If you want right, to- I get you. And I'd rather pay that difference and get a bigger size. That's a good point. Really good point. I never really thought about that when yeah. you're comparing smart TVs to, yeah, cause it, because it's going to do everything you can gonna do. It's going to do the same thing. I'm going to need the same internet connection. and But yeah, so- in college, having it was nice, and then I got to switch my senior year of college mm-hmm. on Christmas, so it came with me only my last semester ever. And it was nice having it in there. Nice. Yeah. So I know you've mentioned being at school a lot, because that's a big part of your life right now. You're going to law school, is yeah, that correct? Yeah, currently I'm enrolled in law school uh, here in Boston. It's uh, Awesome. So how is law school going? It's tough, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I bet. I can only imagine. It's a lot of studying. That's actually where I was in the library most of the day today. Uh, as you can mm. tell, like, you know, still young, so school's basically all I really talk about, school and my dumb retail jobs, because don't have much else going on. That's life. I totally um, it. It's going good. You know, it's definitely hard, but luckily I have uh, my family around me, people that are supporting me to do this, and that also know, like, mm. listen, if you decide that you can't do this or you just no longer want to, I have my plan B's, C's, and even my D's just like all ready to go. Right. So if you don't mind me asking, like, why law school? Because to me, I I went for a media degree because I'm dumb. Um, And something like going to law school just seems extremely intimidating and spooky to me. Like, what what was the drive? So one of my other hobbies or interests other than gaming and my nerd stuff, since I was a kid, was Mm -hmm. like government and history. My dad is an econ professor that also teaches government classes at our local community college. And I was okay. like eight and I would like be asking him like these in-depth questions just because I was so curious. So it always felt like a natural fit. Mm-hmm. My year yeah. and a half in college, I was actually trying to go for pre-med. 
um, because for very personal reasons of mine, I wanted to be a doctor and help other people. But I just, mm -hmm. I wasn't cut out for science. And, you know, a teacher later in life would just always say this term, which stuck with me. She said, just bloom where you're planted. And I really felt that the okay. social sciences was where I was naturally stronger. And, um, you know, my bachelor's is in history. So I can relate to you being like, I went in for the worst major. So when I was like, well, what do I do with right. a history degree? Law school seemed like a, like a natural fit. Nice. Yeah. I was say, I think anyone going to law school is definitely like, definitely got the chops. You know what I mean? Like the, the, you took that big step and I think that's awesome. So shout out, mad props Thanks. to you. I'm glad it's going well. Uh, do you have like, do you want to be a lawyer or do you just kind of want to be in some sort of law practice? So, um, ideally actually, I would love to do, uh, a lot of different things. That's what I've, I've actually learned in law school that when you get your JD, which is what the degree is called, that mm -hmm. you can do a lot with it. That's not just a lawyer slash an attorney. You okay. can work with a company just because now you have a history and a degree and knowing that you know how to read and understand the law. You can work for a company in what's called regulation where you're just like, here's the law. Are we following those rules? Good. We're not. Or if we're not, this is how we should. Literally stuff like okay. that. Because um, it's, it's, it's more versatile than people think. But at the end of the day, I would like to be a lawyer slash attorney. Those terms, mm -hmm. I, they're essentially interchangeable, but there are slight differences. Okay. Um, and actually something that interests me is copyright law. Which okay. you could then use in video games. There's this great guy on Twitter right. who I don't follow literally, but I've followed him before and listened to stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think his Twitter handle is like at video game attorney or something like that. Okay. And what what's funny is he he was a copyright lawyer that worked in movies for a while because you know you have to copyright everything mm -hmm. nowadays. Yes. And he realized that a lot of these indie developers were just using movie copyright lawyers in movie copyright law to copyright their stuff and he realized like these mediums aren't a hundred percent the same so he mm -hmm. kind of invented air quotes uh invented this this style of law of video game law and stuff like that and okay. he's also helped like he's he's came out and spoke a lot when like h3 h3's videos were being taken down because that's all related to copyright law our reaction video mm -hmm. um Okay. And what's interesting is uh, I took a copyright law class in undergrad, and my project was on video game law. Okay, cool, awesome. And I read this law article from Torah Law School in Long Island that was explaining like the Let's Play world is this is this okay. giant copyright gray area where there's no laws mm. protecting Let's Players, but video game companies are being very strategic about which videos they flag down. Because it's essentially mm -hmm. free press. Right. But the problem is, and I think this was a scandal on YouTube a couple of years ago, was that if they didn't like what you were saying about their game, then they would flag you. Mm -hmm. So there basically needs to be someone that comes in and goes, Let's Plays are not copyright violations because people aren't watching them for the game necessarily. They're watching them for your commentary, your reactions. Right, the personality exactly, and that would be one of the things that makes it what's called in the legal world transformative. You're taking something, yes, that has its own copyright, but you're providing new content with it. Okay, and that makes like so you, 
so that makes it a little bit better where I've, I've posted people just saying, oh, it's fair use, it's fair use. There's a little bit more legality behind well, that, so right? So fair use is not um, – when something is fair use, that doesn't mean that it's not copyright infringement. It's actually a defense. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like self-defense if you're talking like in a criminal law where, oh, yeah, I punched mm -hmm. him, but it was in self-defense. That doesn't mean that you were allowed to. <laughs> That's just saying, well, here is why we're going to let it slide. And some of the reasons are educational reasons. And the other reason, one of the other reasons is transformative. And mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in that. Yes, yeah, Let's Plays would be transformative because if all Let's Plays were the same, then, you know, there would be no difference in watching YouTuber A versus YouTuber B play this game. Right. The reality is mm -hmm. everybody brings their own style or commentary to it. And that's what draws people back in. I feel you. Yeah. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. So do you think, or how do you think that your, your law degree, your law background might be able to help the kind of funny team? Cause I know a big thing Greg had been talking about is when they do new hires, especially since they've got the new studio, they're going to look for people to fill holes. Do you think maybe your law school education, whatnot could fill a hole in the kind of funny team um, right now? I don't think so for a few reasons. Uh, one, I'll just okay. be cl very clear to anyone listening. I'm a law student. Um, mm. Don't take anything I say as actual real legal advice. Talk <laughs> to real lawyers. Talk to real attorney attorneys. I probably should have given that disclaimer earlier, but I do want to make that clear. Uh, secondly, is while I would love to do that, and this is no offense to the kind of funny team at all. This is just, I think, smart business. They're not so big that I think they need a lawyer on site every day. They should for sure, probably for sure. get to know someone in LA or San Francisco, I mean, wherever they're located, and that they have on right. deck, preferably, probably most of their claims are going to be copyright claims, I would imagine. Just kind of have somebody that they mm -hmm. know and they trust to be their lawyer for when those issues pop up. But they, they, and I would say most YouTubers or most companies, don't need a lawyer like on site every day. Right. Unless so then do you think being a host of a show... You could be a nice like back pocket edition, like you're hosting, you're doing your thing. Like, oh wait, by the way, I know you took down our video, but you can't. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have an insight that I don't want to say most people don't, but I would say an average listener probably doesn't. And even I'm not here to act like I'm the know all be all on this topic, not by any means. Right. But I do definitely have that uh, look at it. Okay, fantastic. So I guess. Um, when being selected as the kind of funny up-and-comer, do you have any shows or ideas you'd want to pitch for the team? I have a few. Um, some of them are cop-out answers, but like I have my reasons. <laughs> hey, like I said, I, I joined Kind of Funny back in May, so I didn't get to – I actually have never heard Jared Petty on any of their shows. I came in after he left. That's a good But point. I know that he did Debatable, which I've looked back and never mm -hmm. listened to, but I've seen kind of what it was. And while that was like mm -hmm. debating – this show versus that show. I would love like a nerd debate show where you're actually debating the in universe things like, okay. you know, cap versus Tony and civil war. Let's really talk about this idea of a, if superheroes were real and they were really registered, would that be a good or a bad thing? Or even kind of the dumber ones of just like the classic who would win Superman versus Goku. I would just love like more in universe type of, nerdy debates uh than compared to just like oh well i like this one so it should win right like making a top 10 list but more of a pitting two ideas against each other yeah okay awesome awesome do you have any more because i think i think that one's that a good idea. one i would like um this i would love this goes back to a copyright thing 
uh, kind of funny team to maybe buy this IP off of Polygon. But the the mm-hmm. uh, podcast I said I originally was looking for that I'd heard about that got canceled when I was having this bad day discover kind of funny was Cool Games Inc., mm-hmm. which unfortunately okay. got canceled because of uh, actions that were done by their hosts. But the concept of that always seemed so cool to me. And I know that Polygon mm-hmm. owned that um, that podcast, so I would not recommend they just take the idea, especially not the name, but something similar where it's like you sit down and pitch a game idea or your dream game would be cool. Um, I would also love a first impressions, but like with older games. Like I said, I missed out on a lot of classics. Okay. So like a first impressions with me playing games that I missed out on with like the original controllers, yeah. even if they were to use an emulator, still like have the original control, the original feel, and maybe have someone mm-hmm. who loved that game in the background. Kind of like what they're about to do this week with Combat Evolve, with Greg playing it for the first mm-hmm. time, if that could become its own series. That'd be cool. And maybe even something where you compare like originals to remake. So like you go and you play RE2 and then you play RE2 remake and same with Final yeah, Fantasy VII. definitely and stuff like that. And then the last one I'd love to do would be like a gaming history. Um, mm-hmm. That goes back to another one of my hobbies, which is history. But I don't want to do like a. I want it to be like the like the real beefy stories of gaming history, not like a oh Pokemon was a major success and we all know it and love it now. Like I want like today they were talking about I think um, Starcraft Ghost because video mm-hmm. of it finally came out like twelve years later. It's like I've never heard of that. I would love to do research on it and explain to people or talk about like the development hell that was Duke Nukem forever. Yeah. Just like the stories that have a lot to probably the focus being canceled or like indefinitely delayed games or games that were just in the background, a clusterfuck. Oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, like the controversy between, uh, behind, excuse me, Kojima and, uh, yeah, and Konami, like like what happened there. I want to do my own research, kind of like the way people do true crime podcasts where like they tell the story and they're, co-host react like something like that i'd also love to like really get into the the word history and make it like a mockumentary or like a not a mockumentary a documentary parody that you would find on the history channel yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you know make it like real have the graphic be like old-fashioned maybe make my own character that like dresses like a professor or something there you go i think that'd be really fun so it's nice you have a whole lot of ideas. I think you could definitely bring a lot to the table uh, that the guys aren't doing right now, especially having that other person, which would be you. Uh, what are you looking to get out of the kind of funny up and comer program? So, in the long run, currently, nothing to an extent. Like podcasting, mm-hmm. and I think an internet presence will always be a hobby slash long dream of mine. But currently, right now in my life, it's not. It's not the focus. It's not the plan. That's always something to change by mm-hmm. any means. Um, but I of do course. want to, I don't want to be like an influencer or have the internet career, but I'd love kind of just like a following. Like I like to, like I always joke all the time that my dreams to go viral on Twitter, just playfully make one of those dumb tweets that gets taken, you know, by a million people because it's so funny. Stuff like that. And then you follow it with like, here's my sound. Exactly. Link. Stuff like that. Um, but at the end of the day, actually, like if I was to become up and gumper and people were to find out who I am and let's say I, my follower on Twitter increases like tenfold, it would actually mm-hmm. it would actually benefit people around me more than me because I went to an artsy school. I have a lot of 
artsy friends that want careers. I have a friend currently trying to work for BuzzFeed. I have friends that want to be actors or directors or filmmakers. So like if I mm-hmm. had that presence just naturally, I'd end up like promoting people around me more so than myself, just because as of right now, that's okay. not my, that's not my focus. I think that's really admirable. You'd be able to use that platform as a platform to build the people yeah. up around you. And I think that's a wonderful like all, thing. As of right now, again, all my internet stuff is a hobby. I Twitch stream. I haven't Twitch streamed in months because my partner, like streaming partner and stuff don't, we don't live near each other anymore. I don't have any tools here mm. in Boston. I you know, yeah. don't make regular YouTube videos. Podcasts me and my friend work on are still mm. being worked on and they don't have a regular schedule mm-hmm. yet. So, for me, it's just a fun hobby, but I know for other people, it actually benefits them a lot more. Of course. But but still, I mean, I think, like you said, being able to have that platform to use it to promote other people, I think is still a wonderful thing. I think it helps in, in the long run. It's what the up-and-comer idea yeah. is. It's to kind of help those people coming up, and you'd be able to do that in, in a different sense, and I think that's yeah, fantastic. Of course. Now, do you, is there like one specific thing you'd like to learn? Cause I know you're saying you do a lot of this stuff as a hobby. Is there something you're hoping to kind of improve on while you're there or maybe like a big skill or industry secret kind of learn? Um, honestly, like it would be a mixture of things in my regular life right now. I'd probably love to just get a better handle on OBS and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to do full-blown graphic design work, but be able to organize streams a little better, have more things going on, that would be cool. Another yeah. thing I would love to learn from Greg himself would probably just be some journalism practices. Um, I said that mm-hmm. I had my plans B, C, and D and stuff. Journalism is something that I would consider as a backup plan, or even maybe in the mm-hmm. future if I wanted to do like you know law journalism or law news, stuff like that. Yeah, so journalism yeah, is definitely an interest of mine, and I always love when people are like, you know, like I don't know if you watch Hot Ones at all, but like Sean Evans, to most people, seems just like a oh he's just a dude that has a, a chicken wing show on the internet, and then they're like, wow, you ask <laughs> such good questions, and people have done that with the Greg yeah. as well. It's like I love that, and I want to know like how do you do mm-hmm. this? Yeah. And I think that's really the thing. I think that is some of the big benefits of this program. You know, you have all of these different ideas, but you're going to kind of put them into one direction with the kind of fun or kind of funny up and comer opportunity. Excuse me. That's a mouthful and a half. But yeah, that's exactly what I would want to do is I would want to learn these skills for both the production side of it, like OBS and just because I believe interview skills can be used in a multitude of ways, even if I'm not interviewing someone from a paper or or a magazine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in life in general. I mean, I think it helps with conversation, new meeting new people, and then of course like job interviews, Absolutely. like every everything under yeah. the sun. Awesome. Well, Jordan, I think that's kind of all I've got for you. Unless is there anything else you kind of want to pimp out, promote, big things you want to uh, talk about? No, not really. I mean, if anybody wants to get to know me better personally, um, you could follow mm-hmm. me on Twitter. It's at Jordan underscore Deeb. That's uh, D E E B. Um, I'll send you the links to my Twitter and my up and comer bid to put in the description of this. And I also want to wish a best of luck to everyone else who's running. Um, You know, there's a lot of people that have a little bit more of a grounding than I do and they put out amazing content. So, you know, best of luck to them as well. I think one of the best things about the best friend community is not only how talented everyone is, but I think how wonderful we all are to each other. Uh, Like you said, 
this is it's a competition in a way everyone's voting but no one is doing anything out of malice everyone wants we all want each other to win you know what i mean we all want to see one of the best friends succeed and i think that's a phenomenal thing and i think you are definitely a good pick in my book for a kind of funny of course uh well everyone again i want to thank jordan out for coming it was fantastic talking to him getting to learn more about him i'm going to put all of his stuff in the description so you can keep up to date with him as we go on i want to thank everyone for tuning in so much i had a blast and it was wonderful talking to jordan uh if you know anyone who's running for the up-and-comer program or you yourself are running please let me know you can comment in the description or leave a comment down below you can hit me up in my dms on twitter it's at josh biddick again that'll also be in the description and we can get you on the calendar and have a conversation kind of like this So everyone, thank you so much. I hope you look forward to the next episode. Don't forget, if you like Jordan here and you want to learn more about him, hit him up, vote for him whenever voting comes out. We'll definitely keep everyone up to date on that. But as always, have fun, stay safe, and I'll see you next time.